country. You never take for granted that you are here. It's by the sheer grace of God that uh, in his providence that we are here. So I was abandoned in a train station and um, I was adopted and uh, became a U.S. naturalized citizen when I was four. Anybody can do any of these jobs. Anybody can do, as you guys know, anybody can do something minimally, right? Oh, I'll, okay, I'll give a couple hours, but that's not who I am. I give time, talent, and treasure. Guys, we, we know that gas prices are going out the roof. Let's give our people a 49 cent reprieve until December and it didn't even make it out of committee. The Bart, thank you very much for being with us. How are you doing today? Dima and Yaro, I thank you so much for the invitation today and talk a little bit about uh, what it means to be involved in community. I appreciate that. Yes, uh, the uh, the chunk of what I was talking about uh, previously was just reminding our community about the election that's coming up, because uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, we, it takes a it takes a lot of reminders uh, for everybody uh, yes. to to continue yes. to not forget to vote. So we're here to remind folks, and Absolutely. this is another episode uh, to to do that. And with your help, we'll be able to um, uh, get a different perspective of why it's important to vote and and uh, why you're running to uh, in, in Washington, Southwest Washington, and uh, some of the positions that you are uh, specifically touching on. And I think we'll learn about that a little bit. But before we you know, get into uh, all of that, uh, I love to always introduce our guests and have our guests introduce themselves in a very personal way. And if you, you want to maybe talk about yourself and uh, you. how long you lived in Washington, why you're running, and just your background, uh, where you grew up, grew up and uh, just about yourself a little bit. Absolutely. Thank you, Dima. You know, I, w I was thinking about it just now. Um, perhaps people don't remember because it's been so many, many, uh, probably a couple hundred years. Yeah. The Koreans and Slavic communities were actually um, allies. Mm. And um, I, I, I came across this fact and I was like, mm. wow, that that is truly amazing. And um, there was there was good, healthy interaction between the two countries. Um I was, um, came to the United States when I was 15 months old from wow. Seoul, South Korea. Oh, wow. I was abandoned in a train station, and um, I was adopted and uh, became a U.S. naturalized citizen when I was four. Uh, my, my parents uh, lived in California. Uh, I, I lived in Reno, Nevada. My parents divorced when I was 11, and we moved to Idaho. Um, to fast forward, though, um, I... I came to Vancouver I, I met a, uh, a woman and uh, we we settled uh, her hometown was Vancouver her grandparents lived there and her parents was about so, 20 years ago I'm sorry it's about 20 years ago about well actually about 25 years, 25 ago. years ago so we've been in the community a long time and Dima I think that's what's interesting is I have always wanted to be involved in my um, community and, and especially in the area of politics. Um, and I was thinking of something very interesting. What is, what is at the core of people's lives? What do they believe in? Why do they do what they do? And, you know, I came up, uh, Yarrow, with three things, three C's, if you may. Creed, country, and community. 
When you come to the United States and you become a U.S. naturalized citizen, that is the greatest privilege that any of us sitting in this room and listening today will know. When you become a U.S. citizen, you take up a pledge. You pledge to, to protect this country. You pledge to be involved in this country. You never take for granted that you are here. It's by the sheer grace of God that uh, in his providence that we are here. So I, I believe that, first of all, in one of my cores is my creed to this country. Secondly, I believe, um, it, it, so in that creed, there, there is, you, you, you take a pledge to country, and, and thirdly, you take a pledge to your community. It's one thing to just sit and live and, and go to school and worship and work. and No, we are called to do more. And why do we do more? So 23 years ago, there was a um, newsletter that came to our door from the uh, Neighborhood Association, and they said, we need officers desperately. And I'm like, hey, why not? So are these PCO officers? Or? No, this was the Neighborhood Association. Oh, okay. So Vancouver Heights Neighborhood Association. And, and they said, we need, we need people to serve on our board. So there was a lady. Uh, I said, you know what? You be the chair and I'll be the secretary. I'll sit back and listen, which was, which was perfect. Because that's how I like, yeah. that's how I work. I like, I'm one of those guys who will get engaged. But I wanted to know all the facts before I jump in. Go ahead, uh, Dima. Just, uh, I know a lot of times we mention these words, chair and secretary. Maybe some listeners don't are not familiar with those words. Could you describe briefly what does sure. a chair do, what does a secretary do, treasurer? Well, we all empty the garbage can, essentially. But the chair oversees, if you, if, if we call it Robert's Rules of Orders, and that's a, a, a book, and it's, it's quite lengthy, but of a conduct of how to run a meeting. So the chair always calls the meeting. The chair presides over the meeting. In case the chair is, is absent, then you have a vice chair. You have a secretary. The secretary records the minutes of the meeting. And actually, the secretary's job is very, very vital. Um, in a standing document, the secretary signature on that document, on those minutes, actually holds weight in court of law. And then, of course, you have a treasurer who oversees the checkbook. Um, so those are the those are the four positions. And then you have the general membership. In a neighborhood association, it's different than what we call a um, uh, a homeowners uh, kind of a group where you uh, where you have to adhere to a certain set of rules. Um, we are not governed by the city of Vancouver, but the city of Vancouver does help. Um, give some oversight and give um, help. Um, I served as the, the, I started as the secretary. 23 years I have, I have done all the roles. I am now the current chair of the association. Um, either one of you have children? Oh, how many do you have? Five. Five. <laughs> and their ages, Yarl? Uh, from 14, 11, 8, and I got two boys. One is five. The other one is six. Okay. So as a parent, um, I had a three-year-old and a one-year-old. Wow. And when they came of age, they went to the local community elementary school. Again, Dima, they said, hey, we need help. In fact, the president was the only officer left. And she wow. kind of was begging. 
And I said, so when do you meet for the for the parent teacher um, organization, a PTO? And she she said, well, we meet on Tuesdays at 10 a.m. I said, well, I can't do that. I work. Would you be willing to move the meeting to when I get off work? And she said, we're desperate. We'll do anything you say. Again, I took a position as a secretary. But one year later, I was elected to be the president. What it did and what I believe, going back to those core principles of fathers need to be involved with the children's education. Fathers need to be involved in public education. We are seeing a very dangerous trend happen in public education. And I don't know if you guys have seen that or have discussed it here on your talk show. Many times, yeah. yeah that's yeah. what actually triggered the whole Slavic community to kind of wake up was up. actually a family-related type of topic. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, you know, we're seeing um, uh, sexual identity being, being the erosion of what is a man, what is a woman. Uh, we don't need to get into a whole discourse of what's happening uh, with, with either the Supreme Court or, or Congress, but yeah. the Democrats' refusal to say there is a man and there is a woman, and we probably will get in trouble. But I'll, I'll take the blame for that. Well, I, I usually, you know, we obviously don't uh, identify with any party, but I oftentimes, you know, when I speak to, a, you know, a Democrat who is a sane Democrat, you know, a lot of times they say, you know, the Democrats, uh, the, the Democrats left the party. In a sense, the, they, they took it so far left that no longer the, Dem the Democratic Party is represented uh, the way they used to be. It's now Correct. so far left that it's it's no longer re represents the people that it once did. So, And I, I think that's a good clarification, Dima. Yeah. That's a good clarification. Um, so, uh, you know, so I, I said, you know what, rather than sit on the sideline and yell and say, oh, that's horrible. I said, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to get involved. I'm gonna, I want to see what's going on. I want to be involved in my children's education. Um, Yarl, my, my wife and I are both college educated. Mm -hmm. um, we know how to be good parents. We, we started reading to our kids when they were one, right? And, and, and we, we engaged in their lives at, from the early onset. There are a lot of children in our public schools, though, that do not have that. And I think that was my, that was my core creed was I am not in it just for my family and my children. I'm, I'm there for the community, right? I want to see, uh, our children were at a elementary school where it was defined as 65 to 70% free and reduced lunch. Hmm. The poverty in, in the United States is absolutely horrible. We are the world's richest country, and yet our, our, our children, many of them are living in very horrible conditions. So I said, as, as a parent, as a volunteer, let's raise money, let's build the morale of the school, let's support teachers who are doing this work, and most of all, let's support children. There's, there's a story that goes on with, with, with the education community of two twin boys, and, and the teacher notices that one comes to school and the other one doesn't. And then, they, and then the next day, the other, the other twin comes to school. And, and they go, what's going on? Well, they were both sharing a, one pair of shoes. Oh, wow. You know, and it, it seems like, well, that's crazy. 
but it really is. It really is. So as a PTA president, I served for three years. We went from $3,000 annual revenue to $18,000. Folks, this is why we need to get involved in education, because you can make a positive difference. You can make a positive difference. And y'all, instead of going, hey, we're doing bake sales, bake sales don't make any money. You know, so we we came up, we found a company out of New York that put all of their artwork on everything you can think of. Cutting boards, aprons, calendars, you name it. And the kids, they, they drew this picture. You know, each class did a theme picture. And I tell you, every parent goes, my child is Michelangelo. Now, it doesn't look like a cat, but to the kid and to the parents, <laughs> that's a cat. And that's worth memorializing uh, yeah. on a mug. And, and those are the kinds of creative things that we did to raise funds. I also served on the Evergreen School District Foundation Board. It gave me a little bit broader picture, a broader perspective. How does the district, Evergreen School District, 26,000 students, wow. 3,500 teachers, and, and so we call them teachers, uh, secretary, uh, para-teachers, para-educators. That's a huge, in fact, uh, uh, the, the, the district, Evergreen and Vancouver, the two largest districts, comprising of about 26,000 students. Um, we get, we were able to meet the need. I was able to see how funds were being distributed from the state. In Washington state, 54% of our budget is dedicated to education. Now, Dima, that means that we That's just huge. passed in our last session, they passed a budget of $63 billion. That's Vancouver or the whole Washington State? Washington State. Wow. $63 billion. So you have to come back. 54% of that is, is dedicated to education. That means all of the other agencies have to scramble for money. Well, I believe the uh, education agency or the education department is the biggest agency in, in all the agencies. That is correct. Yeah, 54%. Yeah. That is correct. So, so it gave me, by serving on the foundation, gave me a great perspective on how the district was running. I ran in 2017. I decided to run for school board. Uh, unfortunately, I was in the hospital with, with a heart attack. And it was actually a good thing that I was not able to fulfill that position. Um, but it got, it got my feet wet, so to speak. Um, uh, in 2020, I said, you know what? I'm healthy. I'm ready to go. And um, so I ran for a state representative. Again, I can't, I can't um, overemphasize why we need to get involved. Why, why get involved? What did it do? What did it show me? It showed me, guys, that Vancouver has an amazing community of volunteers. We have not only volunteers, worker bees who do the work, whether it's cleaning up or planting trees or, or, or what have you, but we have an amazing uh, philanthropic um, mm. mode as well. Everywhere from $5 on over to millions of dollars. I once spoke to one of our um, greatest philanthropists. His name was Ed Lynch. And Ed was about 90-some years old. He and his wife, Dolly, he made, um, he was a millionaire because he was an engineer for, for a company. And he did quite well. 
And I asked Ed, I said, Ed, why, do you, why did you and your late wife, Dolly, give all of this money to the community? He said, it's the right thing to do. That's it. Hmm. It's the right thing to do. So I ask your listeners and, and your viewers out there, are you doing something good in your community? Because it's the right thing to do. Now, whatever, whatever is, 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 is pushing you or triggering you, whether it's a belief or, or something you saw as, as you were growing up, maybe disadvantaged youth, you know yourself, you said, I'm going to give back. It's the right thing to do. Awesome. Yeah, I have a kind of a feeling. You, men, you mentioned that um, uh, I have a feeling that people are more reactionary right now as far as their choices or what they choose to do, or even sometimes people go for positions because it's more reactionary because they see, okay, this happened in my community. I got to go do something to stop it. So it's more like a firefighter approach. Correct. Um, I think at the beginning you mentioned something really interesting is that the position that you went for, uh, and when Dima asked you to kind of explain, you know, the chair, the secretary, uh, I think you're being a little humble as far as the position because <laughs> I know in our organization, um, the secretary was Lily. And oh. because that's a role that I don't know if anybody could fill mm. those shoes because it mm. takes so much planning, so much being so involved and active. So I think you really, like when you said you didn't want to be the chair and you were became the secretary i think you actually died like jumped into the deep end of the pool right <laughs> really times, if, you, if you think of it work wise yeah. Yeah. yeah a lot of times secretary does more yeah. work than the chair and, and what was the like my question is is people are listening to us and they're like okay because we have asked the slavic community to get involved in their schools um you know run for positions and we've had some people run yes. um just yes. to like get experience doesn't mean if you win or not doesn't matter at this point really but at least, you know, you tried, you made the effort, you know what the process is like. So you can tell the next guy, hey, it's not that bad as far as the process, you know, work on your marketing or something like that Correct. to get out there. Yeah. Um, like, what was a time commitment that you're seeing, uh, for example, from the from the community position that you took first for your local community to uh, the progression was you said it was a school um, PTA president, PTA president, yes. and then going forward, what was the time commitment like? Is it did it kind of like scale up? You mentioned the Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a great question. And 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 again, as a as as the neighborhood association president, it's it's only a couple hours out of your month. Okay, so anybody can do that. Anybody yeah. can yeah. do it. Anybody can do any of these jobs. Anybody can do, as you guys know, anybody can do something minimally. Right. Oh, I'll, OK, I'll give a couple hours, but that's not who I am. When I do something, I, I hate the word all in, but it is true. <laughs> it is all in. Yeah. I give time, talent and treasure, time, talent and treasure. And, and those three T's are, are an interesting thing. I like to think in uh, what are the acronyms? Yeah. Right. All alliteration is, is 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 the right word. Um time talent and treasure and i give it because i want to see i want to leave it better than when i came again when i left the pta it only was making two to five twenty five hundred to three thousand dollars when we blew the doors open oh my gosh we br we brought in scientific microscopes that were junior high grade 
with metal and lights and, and slides. We brought that to, to an elementary school. I even went over to Western State Chiropractic and I bought a skeleton because the kids didn't even have a skeleton. You know, that was, that's when you can look back and go, wow. Um, so so you, you commit a lot of time. You commit a lot of time. Well, uh, you've uh, you've done so many things uh, very from the from, you know, kind of for a long time. You've been kind of doing something like you said, you weren't doing a rea- reactionary. You were doing it because you yeah. had some kind of motivation. So what what motivates you to, to get involved and do something uh, that I w- I'm just curious? I think, Dima, it's it's you have to look at life. You have to be able to step back and look at the long term and go, what is the end goal? So I had a friend who helped and encouraged me to run for school board. And Michael said, you know what, if you run for school board, that's great, yeah? You, you make some, some uh, po- uh, policy and procedure kind of things for the local school board. But remember, all of that money comes from Olympia. Mm-hmm. Who controls the purse strings? You know, it's, it's you know, in every gangster movie and, and the gangster and the, the law people, it's always about follow the money follow the money so the money again is coming from olympia Mm -hmm. so that is why i said you know what if i'm going to really do affect change policy and procedure dollars has i have to be able to be in olympia i i think another thing that's kind of interesting and i really would encourage people it's not about declaring the week of Hey, you know what? You can declare to be um, uh, uh, r- to run for office. For me, I look at a person who has invested themselves in the community. The community leaders say, you know what? This person has vested themselves. This person is not one who has DUIs or, or run-ins with the law. This person is a productive citizen in their community important important so if you're really thinking about getting involved just get involved you know whether it's with boys and girls club the humane society uh even your neighborhood association get involved so it's it's the long it's the long game and 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 then you know we we look at short-term goals obviously well i appreciate that we're about to get a take a break here in just a second okay uh but before we take a break i wanted to again thank you for being here uh, our listeners, if you're if you're uh, listening to us, uh, do stay with us. We're gonna have another 30 minutes uh, with some more really good questions, and I hope you stick around. and um, And we'll be back in just a few minutes here. Uh, but if if uh, if you were listening to us on audio, you can always find all of our episodes on YouTube. Thank you very much. I want to take a moment to thank all of our sponsors for allowing us to be here on this program and all of our future programs. Some of the sponsors are Pilmeni Pilmeni, Nina Martina Real Estate Broker, America's Best Realty, Exceptional Homes, Dreamhouse Construction, Imperial Cabinets, Solution 8020, Gold Cup Coffee House, Red Hills Construction, Sibironi, Lanos Floral, Third House Media, and some others. Without these companies, without these organizations, we couldn't be on this program. And if you would like to be our next sponsor, Reach out to us by visiting slavicvote.org. We would love to partner with you and further our mission. Thank you very much.
discussion with them. And if you're just tuning in, I just want to remind you that uh, if you're living in Washington, you you are uh, just about a few three weeks away from an election that is happening in Washington. That is a very important election. Uh, we call it primary election, uh, or that's how it's called normally, primary election. And uh, you're going to see a lot of candidates on your ballots. You're going to see a lot of really good candidates. And, uh, and then you're going to choose one of them in each position that you want to see represent you. So uh, one question I want to ask you next is, um, you know, the, I mentioned primary elections. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about that? What's, uh, what is a primary election? We've, we've discussed it many times on this pr- program before, but uh, I want to hear your perspective and how important are the primary elections compared to like uh, the, the presidential elections? Uh, and then obviously the midterm elections compared to presidential and the, the midterm elections. Right. So if you can speak right. a little bit about that, I'd really appreciate it. Yeah, Dima, uh, the, the, mid, the midterms are very important. Um, those of us who are on the conservative side believe there is going to be a red wave that will occur. And on a national level, we believe that uh, conservatives will take back the House and the Senate, therefore kind of um, keeping the president uh, in check. Right. Um, so that's what we believe. In Washington state, uh, you do not have to declare a party. So... You can vote for whomever you want in the primary, and the two top vote-getters will go on into the general. So our primary is August 2nd, and uh, Yaro, as you and I were talking, tomorrow, July 15th, the ballots will be in the mail. Now, it's fascinating that there are people who, who've read their voter pamphlet They've looked at who they think is is the best person. I I tend to look at the picture and go, well, I think that person I can trust them, right? And but we read we read their uh, information in the voter pamphlet. Uh, we also will go onto their website. Again, the candidates can publish their phone number and their email. So that's what I do. I actually publish my phone number, my personal phone, wow. because I want voters to get to me. And I will respond back to them in a very timely manner. Do you ever get anybody calling you? Yes, I have. And you know what? I've returned that call within 30 minutes. I believe that that is important. If you're going to represent people, you need to represent people. You need to you need to show that you are accessible. I don't care if you are. Uh, uh, th- there's a position even up in Amboy and, and, and up north. I think it's for a cemetery. And I'm like, wow. They don't even have to publish a picture. <laughs> but there is a position for that. You know, whether it's that or our U.S. senators, we must be accessible. Our Constitution says, for the people, by the people, we the people. I truly believe that. That is going back to that creed thing. Awesome. So going back to the Washington primary, you do not have to um, declare a party. The two top uh, winners will go on. And now, that's, in a couple that's of different. Our we just had the Oregon elections. Yeah. It's yes. different because Boy. Oregon doesn't have that. It's a close primary where you do select the party and then you right. only vote in the party that you have selected. Yeah, and that's why that's we make a huge emphasis on <laughs> selecting the party in, the, in Oregon because if you don't select the party, you will not participate in the primary. So right. It's a little different. So, so we're, we're in Washington. We're a little bit more lenient, right. per se. <laughs> uh, we're a little more forgiving. So right. a lot of issues that we see with the primaries, and this is why – I think with the past couple programs, I think everybody that we invited, we asked them this primary question, um, is the fact that we see a very low uh, mm-hmm. turnout for primaries. Correct. 
Um, twenty percent. Yeah, it's like it's year. so minimal, and then people complain who they get for Absolutely. the <laughs> for the main election. Is it the same way that it would work in Washington? Correct. Since it's a little bit different. Correct. Non-party. We but. we will um, depending on what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, we we could see a, a voter turnout um, between thirty and I would say even twenty eight twenty seven percent. So it's I would still I would say it's still probably five percent uh, higher than Oregon. Yeah, with the close primaries yeah. because Oregon, we are we were almost hitting the lowest uh, in the modern history at about twenty percent. I think the lowest was like twenty three percent. Wow! So this wow. year I think went over just a little bit twenty three. So it was definitely a uh, very low turnout, which is was sur- very surprising uh, because we were expecting a big turnout. Uh, but uh, I, I hope it's a lot different in Oregon in Washington, just because it's well. Here's much open. A, here's an interesting question to you guys. Why would people turn out for this primary? Well, there's a what are going to be the the drivers that that people are going to turn out for? Well, I think for 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 one, the people what people are seeing nowadays, you know, with this whole, I mean, just you can there's so many items. I mean, for one, school system, it's it's just going insane, and it's pretty much, in my opinion, it's pretty much collapsed and it's broken and needs to be reformed in many ways. Uh, so th- I think that's probably one of the biggest drivers for a lot of people. Actually, if you look at our inflation rate has hit a 40 percent high of 9.1 percent. Yep. That's new record. Well, yeah, there's debate on how that's calculated. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's it's close high. to like 17.3 or something. But if you look at fuel okay. prices, now fuel prices came down in Washington, came down a few cents. Because of the tax. But we're still, we're still at, really? at $5, about $5 a gallon. Yeah, Washington r- State has one of the, uh, uh, along with Oregon, one of the top um, fuel prices um, in, in the United States. Well, it's speaking fascinating. A bit, speaking a little bit, uh, my understanding is because the tax, the, the additional mm-hmm. uh, global, you know, climate change tax, right? Is that what it what it no. causes to go up? No. What else? I'll, I'll get to that in a yeah. second. Ah. What we have is a um, we had a Slavic senator. Mm-hmm. He was a freshman Slavic uh, s- uh, senator who name? happens to be Slavic. His name is uh, Senator Sevzik. Senator oh. Sevzik uh, introduced mm-hmm. a bill in this past session and said guys we we know that gas prices are going out the roof let's give our people a 49 cent reprieve until december and it didn't even make it out of committee the the um, opposition side killed it um it's fascinating so so inflation we we started doorbelling in march the three big issues, four big issues were um, inflation, the price of gas, the price of food. If we can't even stock baby formula, how are we going to be able to stock the necessities of food? Number two was the homeless. So I, I know you in Oregon have the homeless all over the place. I know that uh, your mayor has said, I'm going to house thousands of people. Well, that's not going to happen. That's it lives not in a condo. How's that going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> you can't take thousands of people and shove them into a box. Yeah, but Vancouver, uh, we thought it would never happen. But as about a year and a half ago, I mean, uh, the YMCA location yes. right off of, I yes. was, remember I drove by once. And that this is before it was even cleaned up. Correct. I drove by and I was like, what in the world? And the thing is, the crime rate in the neighborhood actually went up. Yes. Uh, break-ins and... So why did crime go up, Yarrow? Uh, well, 
part of his homelessness or not necessarily was there wasn't so, there a defending the police in, or, or there was so what happened efforts? in 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 the session of um 2021 a representative out of Fircrest, which is a suburb kind of of seattle mm-hmm there was a response to the George Floyd incident. The George Floyd incident is reprehensible beyond measure. No man, whatever their color, should be treated that way because yeah. he was African-American and, and everybody saw video. We now live in a video world with cameras. We don't live in a video world where we send out a TV crew. Yeah. Everybody is essentially a newscaster. So this was, again, as you pointed out, y'all, this is, this is a, a knee-jerk response. Well, all of our officers are going to treat people this way. And they begin to restrict what police officers can do. Police officers in the state of Washington, if you speed and you go through a red light and there happens to be an officer and he watches that, can he come after you? I heard about this. Under Washington state law, Yarrow, he is not allowed to pursue you. Well, I think our previous guest from last week, he uh, briefly mentioned it, but I know that's one of the things that really drove him to get involved. Uh, One of our Slavic guests from last week, he was very involved, and that's what kind of drove him to start getting more looking into what's going on. Clark County Sheriff Chuck Atkins earlier in the first quarter of this year said, if there's trespassing, if there is a misdemeanor, we will not send an officer out because we're short-staffed. So, number one, you have laws that are so unrestricted and basically fig- uh, 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 not just figuratively handcuffing our law enforcement where they cannot do anything. You can now commit a crime, and as long as it's under the nine hundred, uh, the $1,000 level, you could go in and steal a big-screen TV, make sure it's under... I'm not saying encouraging people, but this is what's happening. There's a threshold of theft that has been, you know, it's it's not going to be pursued. Uh, Secondly, in Vancouver Police Department, I just spoke with and was uh, had the opportunity to interview and uh, give an opinion as to what police chief we should hire. His name is uh, Chief Jeff Morey who had 10 years with Washington County Sheriffs, is now our police uh, chief. But they are down 27 officers. Clark County is even worse because they do not have what they call lateral um, to bring them in. They have people leaving, jumping ship, to go work for other law enforcement agencies that will pay them a living wage. So we are seeing this perfect storm, guys. We are seeing this perfect Mm. storm. Inflation, crime, homelessness, parent choice. I know you've had many people probably on your on your programs talk about parent choice. Right. Well, we had Heidi St. John, who obviously speaks a lot about that and about homeschooling and things like that. So when parent choice is being taken away and given to the legislators, that is absolutely non-negotiable in my book. I cannot do that. The parents, the stakeholders are responsible. So are we seeing pushback? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. If you look at the bonds and levies that were on the ballot recently, Mm -hmm. Evergreen School District, which had a levy that passed consecutively 
all the time for 30 years. And the first time in 30 years, it failed. Wow. It failed. And and people didn't read the fine line. See, they, they, they obscure what it really costs by saying, well, it's uh, 10 cents per 1,000. Well, who's going to really figure out what 10 cents per 1,000 on their home value? Right. Nobody. <laughs> I think we nobody's, did a calculation. You know, it's... Nobody's that good of a mathematician. <laughs> nobody calls the county assessor. Yeah. It was fifty three million dollar levy. Why did they push back? They found out the school superintendent's making three hundred and ten thousand dollars. Wow. Do you know how much the governor of Washington makes? Now, he probably makes a little more. The, the Washington state governor makes one hundred and seventy eight thousand dollars. The superintendent of public schools, Chris Reichdahl, makes 138000 So the stakeholder and the parents are going, how is it that a person should, uh, uh, again, of a district of 26,000 students, make $310,000? Education, parent choice. There, there are, and there are probably many other, but I believe those drivers are actually going to pump up our numbers in the primary. People are angry. They're frustrated, and it always goes back to the, the, the number one premise of this country. We, the people. The most powerful thing you can do is vote. And, and I know that you guys have done a fantastic, amazing job of getting it out to your folks and say, you need to register. I cannot say that enough. Get registered to vote. Because your vote does count. All I need, fellas, is 50% plus one. We had a race for uh, city council, Yarrow, uh, mm-hmm. for Vancouver, and the uh, winner won by 83 votes. Wow. 83 votes. And there's approximately 100,000 people in Vancouver proper. So of those that people that voted, that person won by 83 votes. That is how critical this is, and I cannot emphasize that enough. Well, you have yeah. to get out and vote. Absolutely, and you mentioned uh, being registered to vote. I want to remind our listeners that if you have not been registered to vote, you have to register to vote in order to participate in these elections, in the future elections. And, in fact, uh, maybe you were bummed out from the last few elections and you were not voting for the last few years. Uh, you might not be able to vote in this election just because if you don't participate all the time, you will go on this inactive status. So you have to go on the website and check your registration and make sure you have been switched. You have to switch back to essentially active. So if you don't receive a ballot this Friday, Saturday, uh, make sure you go on your on the website. Uh, it's just simply just look up Washington elections or Washington vote, and it'll be one of the first uh, items that will come up. And check your registration. Uh, make sure you're active. Make sure you register to vote. And what's really cool about Washington compared to Oregon, you can register essentially up to the election day, <laughs> uh, which is very interesting. It's, I, you can look at it in the We're a state of procrastinators. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and I've, you know, there have been some times where it came in handy yes. because there's some people yes, who reached yeah. out last minute like, hey, you know, I totally didn't know there was an election going on. I want to vote. And we were able to direct them, hey, go to the elections office. You can register right there, and you can vote Absolutely. using the resources that uh, we mentioned previously. Uh, in order, If you are looking to for assistance, uh, who to vote for, again, SV Action, 
uh, is the exclusive uh, organization that uh, provides those resources for us. So, um, but uh, exactly, uh, registering to vote is very important. In fact, we have um, the next few Sundays, which is just what left over hmm. before the election, we we're planning to be out and registering people at a few different locations. Um, uh, we're hoping either this Sunday or the next Sunday, we're planning to visit Church of Truth. Uh, we'll do registration drive there, uh, and then the the last, uh, essentially the 31st of July, will be at the Kingdom Movement Church, oh. uh, w- which is the uh, uh, Vic, Lieb- Vic Fomenka is the pastor, uh, and we just recently had him on the radio. He had a fantastic program. Uh, if you uh, haven't, if you missed that program, you should find it on our YouTube channel. Uh, I mean, he got into some depths that. I haven't heard anybody talk about so uh, if you want to if you want to be convinced why you need to vote you should listen to that program absolutely uh, if it still takes uh, more effort but uh, one thing that I want to uh, bring up just kind of on a lighter note uh, a fun fact about you um, oh uh, I, I know you were just we were just talking about our microphones and they were not work they're not uh, they were not working properly but you're a musician uh, by trade is that I correct? am I am so I started speak- playing piano when I was five years old absolutely. I had a mean mother uh, took lessons, <laughs> and uh, when I was 12 years old, Dima, I'm like, well, what, where's all this piano stuff? Well, I came across a little 12-year-old crush, and she said, wow, you played the piano. That was amazing. I said, this is the career path for me. Music has been very good, and yeah. um, you know, part of it is just because I have good self-confidence. Not arrogant, but good, positive uh, self-confidence. So it's actually led me uh, to play, uh, be the assistant music conductor for Holland America Cruise Line. I was in the oh, Caribbean wow. when I was 23 years old. Uh, all of my friends were making about $3 an hour, and I was making really good money. Plus, I was in the most beautiful place in the world. Um, but I've been able to uh, be a worship and youth pastor. Uh, so for 30-some years, I've done that. I currently actually uh, lead uh, the worship for a small church in Vancouver, so I've always stayed um, uh, true to that. Uh, in, in Vancouver, I have a reputation as the piano guy. And so all, <laughs> thi- all things pianos. Well, that's uh, how the first folks. time I met you was uh, you were playing piano, and I, uh, when I heard it was really good. I think you were also, it was a Lincoln Day dinner in 2019. Yes. It was one of our first Lincoln Day dinners. And I think you were also a sponsor, perhaps, at that yes, event. Yes, yes. So um, uh, you were obviously playing really good, and I've heard you multiple times, and I'll always invite you. We should probably have you play one of these days. We uh, should do a show. radio <laughs> show right there at the piano, and uh, <laughs> you guys can sing in in uh, in Russian, Ukraine, Slavic, whatever uh, you Yaroslav want to. And, and, so and, and we'll just do a piano <laughs> piano <laughs> bar. We'll drink uh, <laughs> orange juice or something or or seltzer water. But you know what? Music brings people together. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah my children um, are are uh, my daughter plays oboe. My son is a double voice and violin major wow. at USC. Wow. Uh, you guys ever get together and, and play and jam? Uh, no, because they don't <laughs> want to play with their father. So I- anyway, uh, the, the, you know, that's that's how it goes, you know, when you become a parent. Um, but uh, blessed with two very amazing children. Um, uh, my wife was a piano teacher or is currently is a piano teacher. Uh, music has always been. And, and like I said, it brings people together. I work at a piano store. Um and I see many, many um, young Slavic families come in and they kind of like don't have a lot of money or they don't know. And, and we help them uh, 
purchase purchase an instrument because music is an amazing tool. Yeah. Uh, well, it's Slava community there. It's a piano is a is a big yeah, deal as well. I know it is. Most of my siblings uh, went through uh, <laughs> playing piano and learning <laughs> piano, and I'm the only one that didn't. Uh, so oh. that, was, that was unfortunate, <laughs> but that's all right. I've, I think I've uh, see. I thought all Slavics either did music or ballet or gymnastics. Guitar, guitar. Oh, by, by the campfire. <laughs> so, and he sings really well too. So. This guy sings. But anyway, uh, so yeah, a, Slav- a Slavic community is definitely yes. Uh, yes. Uh, loves piano, and yeah. I know, like your mom, uh, a lot of fa- parents uh, kind of set their par- their their children to learn piano, kind of. You know if they like it or not so correct it's a very, correct. Uh, a very we know that music that that students that pursue music are tend to be b plus and above mm-hmm. and so because they instill those disciplines of practice they instill those uh disciplines of doing it right right and practicing it over and over right. till you it's right um so those are good things to have for for a family and Absolutely. for an individual well we're sure. we're running close to the end of our program and i don't want to end this program and, and, and without mentioning one very important thing and one thing that kind of unique about your campaign or uh, at one point you had a, a slavic lady uh, victoria who some of our listeners might be familiar with <laughs> and she uh, was a volunteer of ours for yes. from, for over, uh, over a year and she's gotten busy so she's no longer kind of helping us right now but we always invite her to come back, but uh, Victoria is, was one of your, um, essentially your, how would you call her? She served as my campaign manager, right. and um, I was intrigued by a her her story of uh, becoming a U.S. naturalized citizen. Um, very bright, very very yeah. smart woman who who went to PSU. Again, the 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 amazing immigrant story. I have come to this country, and I am. Been, been blessed with the opportunities and I'm going to take advantage of them not for my personal sake but yeah. the advantage to to and as she did she she's uh, volunteered with you guys she's volunteered in other things in the community it goes back to the core things creed country community yeah. well she serve. was yeah she was very unique because you don't always see Slavic people do you know anything political and that's how we originally met her think she was uh, volunteering for Herrar Butler's uh, some kind of function so that was really cool and that was very surprising to us so and in fact another fun fact about her uh, she's actually one of our sponsors as well oh, uh, she kay. has a uh, media organization yes. TH Media and uh, they are one of our sponsors and they actually redesigned their website and kind of brought it uh, to what it is now and cool. kind of revamped it and made it better and so Good. we want to thank Good. her as well for for her um, fantastic for her work, yeah. and uh, I hope I think uh, I know she's been busy uh, doing some work, so she's not around as much as uh, we'd like her to be. But See, that's what happens a lot is uh, people don't understand. If I was younger, if I was like Artem's age, who's sitting right over there, I would get into politics just because of the community, just the the, the quality of people that you meet yep. is unbelievable. You want to talk to company CEOs, you want to talk to businessmen, you want to talk to people who. Uh, you know, have really figured out things in life and then they're getting to politics because they want to actually help the community. Right. Uh, that's the place to be is politics. And I think a lot of people don't realize I, that. I agree, Yarrow, but, but that's why I got involved with nonprofits. See, nonprofits allowed me access to what we call the titans of industry, to the captain. So you have titans who are actually the president, CEO, owners. Then you have captains. Those are 
managers, district managers, you know, they, they, they make all the things. And then you obviously want to be involved with all the people who are. And that's what nonprofit does. It gives you access in kind of a non-confrontive way. Mm-hmm. And so you're alongside, you're helping them. They, again, they see that you are committed to a yeah. certain cause for a certain amount of time. Politics sometimes is all about the image and the self, which, which I get. But that's why I'm saying nonprofits are a little bit more pure. That's like a, like working in your church. You know, you work in your church to further the mission, correct? Mm-hmm. So the same thing with nonprofits. And that's what allowed me to be able to say to a CEO and some very wealthy CEOs, I met my first billionaire in Seattle. It's not because I'm a politician. It's because I've been vetted. Yeah. in the nonprofit world so yeah. well i appreciate that we're just about done with our program we have a few minutes left and i wanted to kind of uh, uh uh prime this next and last question please for you to talk a little bit about um where can people find your more about learn, learn learn more about you some more about you know your platform so if you can uh kind of finish uh, this program with those you have just one, one minute left and also um you mentioned in the very beginning that you were specifically looking to get involved in politics uh, nothing yes. n- not 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 you know anything else but politics was kind of specifically what you were looking for so if you can maybe answer that question and just kind of lead to the end and uh, close it out yeah i i think you you really need to to think okay so is it the word politics or the word people are asking me uh what party are you in and i said well i'm in the party that believes in lowering your taxes finding a compassionate but pragmatic solution to the homeless and helping to fund and support our law enforcement. When I say that, people are like, they're more, they're more amenable to having a conversation. Yeah. If I just say, well, I'm this party or I'm that party, the door is shut. There is such polarization within um, the so-called political spectrums. People are not listening Therefore, they're not talking to one another. I have a lot of people go, well, I don't want to talk politics. I go, that's fine. Tell me about your taxes. (laughs) Oh, then you get them going. Tell me what do you think about the homeless? They get going. Tell me what you think about the the law enforcement or parent choice. They get going. And then I go, I ask them a question. I ask them a better question. And when I ask them a better question, I have a better dialogue. I have a better opportunity to present myself and say, I'd really well, I'd like to, for you to consider electing me to be your representative. All of a sudden, politics doesn't come up. The label of an R, a D, an I, or whatever mm-hmm. doesn't come up. They go, you know what? I think Park has my best interest at hand. That is called trust. That is called respect. And I guarantee you, every time you you talk in that kind of conversation, you will always win the possibility or the consideration for the vote. And that's what I say. I say, thank you very much for your time. And I would ask that you would consider me to be your elected representative. That is what we do. Awesome. Thank you. Well, uh, uh, if you can speak a little bit about where people can learn more about you, uh, maybe a website or social media. Absolutely. So you can go right on to vote, V-O-T-E, the number four, park, P 
P-A-R-K.com. I'm on Facebook, uh, Stand with Park, and um, I would be the first Korean American to represent in Vancouver. And, and we're seeing more Asians, we're seeing more mm-hmm. Slavic people, and again, it starts with the fundamental thing, you need to register to vote, you need to vote, <laughs> but you need yeah. to get involved, take it to the next step, and take those little baby steps. And, and then say, you know what? I'm going all in. I'm jumping out of the airplane. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Uh, again, it was a pleasure to have you on this program. We've known each other for uh, for multiple years now, and we, we finally know. got you on the program. I know <laughs> it, it took a few a few attempts. Uh, I think we tried to get you on last year, and uh, didn't work out. So, or the year before that. So, thank right. you for first of all yes. taking the step to actually run because multiple times uh, because it takes a lot of courage, and uh, not a lot of people are, are are stepping up. So, thank you for that. Garoslav and, and Dima, I appreciate the opportunity and your and your audience today for the opportunity to just say consider Park Lafay to be your representative in the LD 49th position number one. Absolutely. Thank you. And if you can mention, maybe talk to the Slavic community in 30 seconds why they should get out and vote. Just kind of a, a plug for why they should uh, vote in this election. Uh, and this is a very, very important election. Why you should vote for for Park is is very simple. Washington State has a $15 billion surplus, and they collect that through taxes. I, as a representative, would say, you know what? We need to stop taxing you. So sales tax, 1% to 2% needs to be shaved off our state sales tax. Number two, our tax on B&O, business and operations. Our businesses are struggling, especially when they're coming out of COVID. They're being taxed. Um, as well as as sales and property. So I believe that if you're a senior citizen and you're in a certain uh, threshold, uh, you should be exempt from school bonds and levies. I also believe, again, that I'm going to bring, and I've already begun work in the homeless community, bringing pragmatic and thoughtful ways of helping our homeless find a home. And third, I want our police officers to be able to return home every night. Secure fully funded, and their families that are putting them out in, in, in uh, harm's way would be able to say, Dad, great to have you home. Thank you, sir. Awesome. Thank you very much for, for having for being on here. Yaroslav, thank you very much for coming on like always. Uh, and uh, like always, Slavic family, thank you for this opportunity. And uh, like always, we try to uh, thank all of our video crew, uh, Artem and Anton. They do a lot of great work. If you want to see uh, some of the work that they've done with us, you can find that on our YouTube channel, uh, some of the great videos that they put together. Uh, we really appreciate their work uh, that they do every time. So, um, again, if you are living in Washington, uh, the elections is right around the corner. Uh, visit our website, SlavicVote.org, to get the latest information on uh, on the candidates. And uh, you can find all of these programs and all the future programs on there. Remember to subscribe. Remember to uh, tune in every time. Thank you very much and have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to Slavic Vote Live. We really appreciate you listening to this program. Don't forget to click that like button, subscribe, and share this program with your friends and family. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much and have a great day. Many people will sit and complain when something hurts, but so few actually go to do something about it. And it's not that people don't want to, it's where do you begin, right? The future is bright because I see a community rising up and saying, 
hey, we're gonna do something about this. We're not just talking about this, we're not just complaining about it, but we're taking steps. Стремление. Новая программа Славик Ворлд Лайф. Каждую неделю в прямом эфире. Славик Ворлд Лайф.